0: what's going on ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of sports talk buffalo i'm your host drew and thank you for making me part of your week since the sabers were off all week this week due to covid related issues i thought it would be fun to talk about the miss management of Jeff Skinner, and whether or not I believe that they could potentially pull off a trade and strengthen the Buffalo Sabres. Also, I'm going to talk about potentially the best recruiting class for the university at Buffalo football. So stick around, and let's have some fun. All right, it is no secret to any Buffalo Sabres fan that Jeff Skinner is incredibly underutilized so I thought with no Buffalo Sabres hockey that we would talk a little bit more about Jeff Skinner and some of the things that the Buffalo Sabres need to improve on also as I stated it is no surprise to anybody that Jeff Skinner is underutilized it is no secret that he is underutilized I should say I'm sorry but just by how much. How much is he underutilized with Ralph Kruger? I'm going to tell you some numbers right now, and you can comment in the comment section below whether or not you think it's Ralph Kruger, if you think it's the system, or if you think Jeff Skinner has just fallen off a cliff. Through his first nine seasons, Jeff Skinner has played 660 games, 442 points, 244 goals and 198 assists for a .67 points per game. In the first 660 games of his career, including the first season with Buffalo, he has scored 244 goals. He is a proven goal scorer. There is no doubt about it. Through the last two seasons with the Buffalo Sabres, with Ralph Kruger at the helm, obviously a shortened COVID season last year and a shortened COVID season this year, Jeff Skinner through 69 games with Ralph Kruger has 24 points. 24 points, 14 goals and just 10 assists in 69 games with Ralph Kruger as the head coach. I don't know what happened between them. I don't know if it's just the way Skinner plays or the philosophy of Ralph Kruger, but there is no reason why Jeff Skinner should be buried on the fourth line in this team and not given every opportunity to score when he is proven time and time and time again across his career, that he is probably one of the best 5-on-5 scorers in the entire NHL. He's up there in numbers in terms of 5-on-5 scoring with, like, Alexander Ovechkin. To think about the fact that Jeff Skinner is up there in 5-on-5 scoring and that is one of the areas of weakness for the Buffalo Sabres and we keep him buried on the fourth line is mind-boggling. As I said, is the problem Jeff Skinner? Is the problem Ralph Kruger? I don't know. And what is a potential fix if if Jeff Skinner stays on this team? Well, a potential fix in the top two lines could be Eichel Hall, Eichel and Hall with Skinner on the first line, and then Stahl, Olafson, and Reinhardt on the second line. This way you have a sniper in Olafson with two playmakers on the second line with Stahl and Reinhardt. And you also have a sniper On the first line with two playmakers, which is Hall and and Eichel. Why are we not, I I guess I don't understand. These are some of your best players on the team. We have a legitimate top six in terms of forwards. Dylan Cousins is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I really like Dylan Cousins. I think he has far exceeded my expectations. But I would really like to see this top six when Reinhardt is healthy. And I want to see if maybe that can get the team going in terms of goal scoring. Another problem that the Sabres have is, of course, their backup goaltender. Linus Olmark, I said in the last video, you can check out the link up there. Linus Olmark, in the last video, I said, was a legitimate number one goaltender. There's no doubt about it. He is a legitimate number one goaltender. So what do we got to do? We have to find a backup goaltender. Now, Carter Hutton has been wildly inconsistent so far. In four games he's played at the time of this video, in two of the games, he's had a save percentage of a .815 and a point eight eight nine. In his other two games, he's had a .955 and a point nine or .895. I'm sorry, a point nine five zero which gives him a total for the year of a 1-3 record with a 3.05 goals against average and a .895 safe percentage for the year. That's not going to get it done. That's just not going to get it done. I thought that maybe with the corrective surgery that he had with his eyes that Carter Hutton maybe play a little bit better this year in the system. Team knows it a little bit better. Defense can kind of clamp down a little bit more. The last game kind of sold me that Carter Hutton is a problem. There were several saves that Carter Hutton needed to make in order for the Buffalo Sabres to have an opportunity. And I just don't know at this stage if he's capable of making those saves, at least not for the Buffalo Sabres. So what can we do? How can we upgrade our backup goaltender? One of the names that was floated around before was a name that I'm going to talk about And believe me, this is a pie in the sky. This is my disclaimer right now, so don't comment in the comment section. That'll never happen. I know it will probably never happen, but this is my dream scenario. This is what I'm going to lay out. There's logistical problems left and right with this trade. I get it. Okay, I get it. I am not numb to that fact. I understand, but hear me out. The Arizona Coyotes have two good goaltenders. One of them being Antti Ronta. And he was being rumored to potentially be shopped in the offseason. Now, the Coyotes will have just $668,000 in cap space. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Sabres have just $1.362 million in cap space. So, therein lies part of the logistical problem already. As I stated, this would be my dream scenario. Somehow packaging Skinner with Hutton and maybe even a prospect to try to get anti Ranta and maybe a salary dump from the Arizona Coyotes to come to Buffalo. And here's why I like that trade. Here's why it works for both sides. Arizona desperately needs a goal scorer. And they are near the bottom of the league. I believe they rank 20th in the NHL in terms of goals scored so far this year. But they still have a legitimate chance to be in a playoff discussion. They're just 4-5, and I believe, something to that nature. So with improved goal scoring, maybe they have an opportunity to push and get themselves into a playoff position. Obviously, they have a goaltender in which they could be a little bit more expendable and you have to give something to get something. I know Jeff Skinner doesn't have any goals in 10 games this year and he's only got one assist, but over the course of his career, he has proven that he is, when given the opportunity, he is a sniper. He is a goal scorer. The contract is going to be a massive problem. Obviously, Jeff Skinner has a no-trade clause with with his contract, but I think if he is given the opportunity to play first-line minutes, that he would waive his no-trade clause. The Sabres would obviously have to keep some of his salary also, a move that I would be willing to do so that we're not stuck with another Kyle Poso on our hands. Oposo has three more years at $6 million left on this team, and the guy looks like he's skating in mud. I don't want that for the Buffalo Sabres with Jeff Skinner. Now, I don't think Jeff Skinner is by any stretch of the imagination done. I honestly believe that Jeff Skinner is not the problem and that it is Ralph Kruger and his system that is the problem. And I think that the Sabres can get something for Jeff Skinner if the right situation aligns itself. The reason why, again, I said this was a good thing for the Arizona Coyotes was that they get, the des- they get goal scoring that they desperately need. They automatically get a top six forward. He is a plug-and-play player. You put him right in, and he can start scoring goals for you immediately. And what the Sabres get, or, 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 and they also get a goaltender in Carter Hutton who can be their backup, Arizona has slightly less goals against and a little bit better PK, so that could really help out a goaltender like Carter Hutton and kind of cover up some of his deficiencies and still put Arizona in a position to make a run at the playoffs. Now, the Sabres get something that they desperately need, which is a solid 1B goaltender to Linus Olmark's 1A. You get a goaltender that on any given night can come in and steal the game for you, much like a Linus Olmark. And that is something that I believe the Buffalo Sabres would be very wise to check out. I know that they had there have been rumors that they had been shopping for a goaltender out west to bring back to Buffalo, a veteran goaltender. There's also rumblings I've seen on Twitter, how accurate they are, I have no idea, that they were quietly shopping Jeff Skinner. So that could potentially be something that we need to look for in the future. Am I saying that Jeff Skinner's a bum? Absolutely not. Am I saying that Carter Hutton's a bum? Pretty much. But I think that this is, a is whether or not that trade happens, it, 99.999% chance that it won't happen. But something to that effect where you have to give up something to get something. The Buffalo Sabres really need a backup goaltender. And the Buffalo Sabres have one too many top six forwards and, and a very expensive top six forward in Jeff Skinner that they are burying on the fourth line right now. So something to look forward to in the future. That is for sure. That is my dream scenario. I hope you guys liked the video. If you did, make sure you like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you can get all the updates on future videos. Thanks for watching. All right. Now that the Buffalo Bills season is over, we're going to talk more about the University at Buffalo. They played a backseat throughout this year because the Bills were doing so well. But I got to tell you, they don't, or they shouldn't be in the background any longer. This Buffalo Bulls team was the best team in program history in large part because of Lance Leipold and his ability to not only develop good players and recognize good players but to recruit good players. As I stated, UB is coming off the best season in school history since joining the FBS. They were 6-1 this past season. They won another bowl game, their second straight, and they were ranked for the first time in the AP Top 25, and they finished at number 25. The cherry on top of all of this, is not just Lance Leipold coming back, even though, at least for now, at the time of this video, even though he has been rumored to be a potential candidate for a lot of Power 5 schools, but they are bringing in their best recruiting class in the history of the University at Buffalo program since joining the FBS. This class is unbelievable, and it is filled with a ton of, of very very solid recruits and in this edition of nickel city sports corner i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let my buddy mark tell you a little bit more about some
1: of them what's going on stb listeners thank you for tuning in and welcome to another edition of nickel city sports corner Drew, it's no secret that UB has evolved into a legitimate college football program over the last few years. Coach Lance Leipold and company have done a tremendous job turning the Bulls into a consistent winner and contenders in the MAC. However, the bread and butter of any successful college football program is in their effort to recruit great athletes to play for their school. And if you go back and take a look at the recruiting classes during his tenure, it's easy to see why the Bulls have been as good as they have. Since being hired as head coach, Lance Leipold and his staff have recruited star players like Tyree Jackson, Cam Lewis, K.J. Osborne, Khalil Hodge, Anthony Johnson, Kevin Marks, Malcolm Coons, and of course, James and Jarrett, the Patterson brothers. And their 2021 class, according to 24-7 Sports, is shaping up to be UB's best recruiting class in the last decade. As of today, it's ranked as 98th out of the top 100 schools in the nation, Seventh in the Mac, and the average recruit is rated as low as a three-star athlete. It's headlined by players like explosive wide receiver Jamari Gassett, defensive lineman Floyd Dozier and Chris King, as well as UB's new set of twins, Keelan and Jalen Howes. The is certainly bright for UB football, and one has to wonder, can these young Bulls finally help bring the much coveted Mac championship to Buffalo? I look forward to hearing your thoughts about it, Drew, and I hope our opponents this year are ready to get these horns.
0: All right, that was my buddy Mark from Nickel City Sports Corner in our Nickel City Sports Corner for this week, and I'm going to build on some of the things that he said. As I stated, as he stated, this is shaping up to be one of the best recruiting classes that we have ever had at the University at Buffalo. And the Bulls have become a legitimate program that highly sought after recruits want to come to. According to 24-7 Sports, there were 15 or 16 out of 17, I believe it's 15 out of 17 recruits this year were three stars or higher. UB went from nine three-star recruits just a year ago to 15 this past recruiting cycle. They went from 131st in recruiting in the nation up to number 98, as mentioned by Mark. And this is all according to 247sports.com. It is a fantastic website for not just football, but basketball as well. Here are the rankings. And on 247 Sports, the rankings are essentially out of 100. 1.0 is 100. So think of it like that. The average rating out of 100 for the UB the last season was 79.7989. This season it jumped all the way to 8.216. That goes to show you the level of players that Lance Leipold is attracting by continuously being a force in the MAC. 6 of the 25 highest recruited players ever to come to UB are in the 2021 recruiting class. That in and of itself is absolutely amazing. 12 of the highest 25 recruits to come to UB are on the roster, are going to be on the roster for the 2021 season. Think about all of the winning that Lance Lapold has done and think about how many seasons The Bulls have had, you know, we've had some decent teams. Lance Leipold has taken this into a legitimate contender year after year. The Bulls have won the most games in the Mid-American Conference since 2017, and it doesn't look like they're going to slow down not one bit, at least with Lance Leipold at the helm. I wanted to go over some of the biggest recruits, some of the most sought-after recruits that Lance Leipold and his staff were able to get to come to UB. A lot of these guys have Power 5 offers, and many Power 5 offers. Not just one or two, but a multiple Power 5 offers. We're going to start off with uh, Quaylen Housie. I hope I said that right. I probably didn't. Um, he is a .8506 three-star recruit. He is listed as an athlete, which means he plays multiple positions. In high school, I believe he played wide receiver and cornerback. He is a very, very gifted athlete. He has one, 180 pounds, and he had 15 offers, like I stated, multiple Power 5 offers, including offers from Michigan, Missouri, Pitt, Indiana. He came to Buffalo to try to do what the Patterson brothers do or did, and that is play together at a division one school and what better way to do it than to come to a school that is on the rise that was ranked in the AP top 25 if you're not going to go to a power school you might as well go to the next best thing and that's going to be a team that is continuing to build on its successes season after season His brother, Jalen Housie, is another fairly good recruit. I'm not going to go over a bunch with him, but he is a three-star recruit, a recruit, and they are coming here and trying to do what the Patterson brothers did, and that's make names for themselves here at Buffalo. The second-best recruit, oh, I'm sorry, let me me continue with Housie. Housie is a fantastic wide receiver. He runs, he is lightning fast. He runs a 4.0. 7.4, Point four 40-yard dash, and he is an absolute playmaker with the ball in his hands. He can be an absolute nightmare with his speed on the outside for UB, and it is going to be very, very fun to see how they use these guys going forward. The second biggest player on this list is going to be Jamari Gasset, or Gasset, I'm sorry, wide receiver. He is... I believe 5'10", he's 170 pounds, but he is another lightning-fast wide receiver. He had 20 offers from other schools, other Division I schools, 20 offers. Some of them, or he is a a .8482 uh, recruit, three-star recruit. He had offers from two other ranked schools including uh, Coastal Carolina and Liberty. Both of them were ranked inside of the top 20 in the AP polls this past season. He also had offers from schools like UCF, Rutgers, and Boston College. He is, like I said, he is another speedy wide receiver, and he is a very, very dangerous return man. He had four house calls his last season, uh, or the last season he played in high school. He is a very, very good return man. Lightning Quick, and again, another playmaker that they can use on offense to go along with Trevor Wilson and uh, Housie. The third one is going to be a guy on the defensive side. The Bulls have done a fantastic job along the uh, the, the uh, defensive line, I'm sorry. They've done a fantastic job on, on the defensive line, especially at defensive tackle. Add Wilson and uh, George Wallow, two of the guys that come to mind, defensive tackle position, and they just added another one in Floyd Dozer. He is six foot two, two hundred and seventy-five pounds. He is a .8344 four four three-star recruit. He had eighteen offers in the division one ranks, including Coastal Carolina, Liberty, Cincinnati, FAU, UCF. He is a big, strong kid. He has a nose for the quarterback. He gets to the quarterback, and he is also very stout against the run. He is a strong, strong kid in the middle of that defensive line, and he is only going to benefit by being able to be around guys like George Wallow and Ed Wilson. And lastly, the last guy I want to talk about who was a highly sought-after recruit for the UB Bulls, all of these kids have 10 or more offers that I that I'm starting with. Chris King, he is the weak side defensive end. He is six foot three, two hundred 235 pounds. Obviously, he's going to get bigger at UB. He is a .8302 three-star recruit. He had 11 offers, including Baylor, Georgia Tech, Miami. Not Miami, Ohio. Miami, the U. Also, West Virginia Temple, among others. This kid is Another very good piece, and they continue to get pass rushers in here at UB that can solidify their defense. Obviously, they're losing Malcolm Koontz. I believe Taylor Riggins is probably going to use his extra year of eligibility to come back so a guy like Chris King can learn from somebody like Taylor Riggins, who is probably going to declare after this next season and, and has a very good opportunity of going pro himself. These are some of the guys that Lance Leipold is bringing into this program, and it is absolutely stellar. These guys are amazing, or these guys are very highly sought after recruits. And it is simply amazing what Lance Leipold has been able to do. I know if you listen to me at all, I have bitched, I have complained, I have uh, whined on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, Sports Talk Buff One on Twitter. Um, I do all of that. Obviously, I'm a very emotional fan. I really get after it. I love talking about... I especially love talking about UB basketball and football. So if you really love UB basketball and football, absolutely give me a follow. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a like on the video. Share the video. Let other UB fans know that there are people talking about UB out here. But Lance Leipold is building a legitimate program here in Buffalo, and it is time for Western New York to take notice. It is time for people, it is time for them to step out of the shadow of the Buffalo Bills and be their own thing here in Western New York. They are a great, a great program. Not a good program, a great program. And Lance Leipold is taking them to levels that just five years ago, nobody would have probably thought possible. He is getting legitimate, highly sought after recruits to come to you be overpower five schools if that doesn't tell you all you need to know about Lance Leipold I don't know what will and the buffalo bulls need to do whatever it takes to keep Leipold and his staff here in buffalo whether that is move conferences whether that is pay the man I don't know you need to keep him here if you want to have a legitimate football pro or continue to have a legitimate football program and continue to build off of what he has done here in Buffalo. That's going to do it for this video, guys. Remember, if you like what you're hearing, tell your friends, tell your family. They can come here on YouTube, follow me, subscribe on YouTube, hit the notification bell, give me a like, give me a thumbs up uh, so that this video gets spread a little bit further so that all the people who love UB sports can come and watch me. If you're listening to this on audio only, you can hear me on any of the major podcasts and websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor. You can follow me on Twitter at sportstalkbuff1. You can also email me at sportstalkbuff at yahoo.com or sportstalkbuff at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week.